You know what, Joe? I know. You're fired. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I just got fired for saying you're fired. I don't think I'm allowed to say that. I'll say, yeah, I don't think we have that. I don't think we have that power. (laughs) At least I know I don't. This is episode 292 on March 21st, 2019. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and other things. I'm Joseph Ferreira. I'm Dave Podner. And I'm Matt Hoffman. And Greg is sick, and he's not feeling well either. So uh, he is not on the show today. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's good to be back. Thanks, uh, Mark, for yeah. uh, taking hosting duties last week, and uh, you guys for holding down the fort. Um, we're going to talk about what we did this uh, last week. Uh, but first, we're going to we're going to change up the format a little bit. We're going to talk about our uh, focus point. Which let me play this focus point. We're going to talk about pet photography. Woohoo! <laughs> Not just photography like you like it's uh you know taking pictures of your pets or other people's pets if you don't have any like me i have children um close but, enough <laughs> yes <laughs> uh but we were all inspired by matt's uh photography of his cat because he had some amazing shots so we thought hey what does it take to get those amazing shots so let's talk about it well, first, how are you guys doing? You guys doing okay? Oh, yeah. Hanging okay. in there. Try, yeah. Trying to survive the uh, craziness that is March. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Matt, let's start with you. Uh, tell us a little bit about the images that you shot and posted on Facebook. Um, well, it was really only one picture. Um, that I shot with the macro mode in camera plus two. Uh-huh. Uh, so really it's a kind of a close up of the, my cat's face, sort of more of a profile, I suppose. And it's, it was kind of meant to focus more on the eye of the uh-huh. cat. Cause, uh, you know, that's sort of the most interesting part when you're doing macro. But I think the thing that, um, uh, I guess got, you know, some of your attention is, um, like, how did I manage to, uh, get the shot without the cat, like moving around and <laughs> stuff like that. And the answer to that question is, I, I don't know. I just yeah. got lucky to be honest with you. <laughs> so like, so I, the picture of the eye and the, the nose and mouth that was from the same image. Cause I saw, what I, do you mean? I, th- I thought I saw two different, uh, images. Uh, nope, just one. Oh, Pretty okay. sure I only posted one. Okay. My mistake. It's all right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I obviously I have more, uh, pet photos than just, uh, 
you know, the one I, I shared the other day. Um, and it's, it's a challenge. It really is. You know, um, it's very hard to get dogs and cats and, you know, what other, any other animals that you'd have for pets to kind of hold still. And, um, you know, a lot of times I think you kind of just have to get lucky to like catch them in a, in a pose or a, you know, a certain lighting situation without them really being aware that you're doing anything. Yeah. You know, cause I, uh, I, I was in that scenario just this past weekend where, you know, we, obviously we have a cat and, um, you know, it was sitting on the back of one of our, uh, lazy boy chairs by a window and the light that was coming through on it just looked absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, instead of trying to get the shot with an iPhone, I wanted to shoot it with um, my Sony camera and this one particular Nikon lens that I have because I wanted to get like a really shallow depth of field. Oh. And the fact that, um, you know, while the cat was in the light, it still was not really that bright of a scene. And this lens could be opened up to F2. So, mm. you know, it lets a, a lot of light in. And I just thought that would be a better... Uh, lens to use for the shot and then i also really didn't have to get close to the cat and disturb it because it was like a 150 millimeter lens and um you know so i went and got the camera put the lens on got everything set walked back to the doorway of the family room and the cat looked over and saw me with a camera up to my face and was like, Hey, what's that? And, and got yes. up and came running over. <laughs> so, you know, I, I didn't get the shot and I was really bummed cause it, you know, the, just the light looked so awesome, but I don't know. I, I just think that's how it goes a lot of times with, uh, with pet photography. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I know there's, there's things that you can do to, to, help keep them still. Um, but, uh, honestly, I, I don't really know like a whole lot about it. Like, would you say that most of the time it's opportunity, uh, that is presented and not staged. So it's bare is basically luck of the draw. So, I think so. I mean, there's, there's people that do pet photography for a living and they are not relying on luck to get their pictures. Um, I think of a, I can think of a a friend of mine who, um, has a very nice house and her and her family have, I don't know. It's like Noah's Ark. They have like one of everything at their house for pets. They've got a bird and a lizard and a dog and cats and they have everything. And she takes the most amazing pet pictures. I mean, they're just, they look like they should be in a magazine. Like every single picture she takes of the pets, mostly the the cats and stuff. They literally look like they should be in a, in a magazine. They're just so awesome. And I've talked to her about it before, and it's literally just, you know, she sees the, the cat sitting in a particular spot in a certain light and just gets the picture. You know, so for her, it is all about luck. But, um, you know, I, I, I think um, – 
I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think that you, for, for me, it's luck, but I, I think it right. just depends like what you're trying to do. You know, if you're trying to do it professionally, you cannot rely on luck. You have to uh, probably know a lot about the behavior of, right. you know, cats and dogs and stuff like that. And uh, I'm sure that helps tremendously. And, and I don't know enough about that type of stuff to know like how to keep them still and everything. I mean, you know, the the other day the cat just saw all the camera and that was something different and you know immediately yeah. got up and came over to see what that was all about. So you know, I, I wasn't I, wasn't lucky there, but Yeah, I think I think you have to like you said, you have to understand the animals um and and probably you know, the best time to capture the images is not like right away, you know, allow for the camera and the new people and the situation to kind of not be new. And yeah. And then you, it's basically you're fading into the background with them. Um, no, you, you know what? You're, you're right. You're kind of jogging my memory now on like the, the macro mode shot. So um, if I remember correctly, I'm, sitting in one of the lazy boy chairs again and uh the cat was sitting on the armrest of the chair and i don't know i it was maybe just because of her, her proximity to me it just made me want to take a picture of her eye yeah <laughs> and uh so i got the phone out of my pocket and it, you know she like immediately had to like rub her face on it you know to, like whatever the cats do putting their scent on stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of let her do that for like a minute or whatever until she kind of got over it. And then she just sat there again. And then I was able to get the, the picture. Yeah. And then the other thing too, is like when you're capturing the images of children, um, other than like adults, you basically, you have to be on their level. Um, in order to capture a good image. So uh, a lot of times you'll see picture take, uh, people taking pictures of their children. Um, I'm, I'm avoiding saying shooting. Okay, so um, taking pictures <laughs> <laughs> of their children, and you're, 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 it's ba- basically a point of view. And if your point of view is from the adult standpoint – the images are not that interesting, but if it's a point of view from the child or the animals uh, point of view, then it becomes more interesting and you're, uh, you're, you're basically capturing them at their best in their element. So most of the time, <clears throat> let's say it's uh cats, dogs, rats, snakes, you have to get down low. Um, and in the case of your friend with the bird, you know, if the cage is up high or it has a perch up high, then you don't have to get down. So depending on the animal, uh, you have to, you kind of have to get down with them. That means they're going to come up and lick you and probably jump on you and do all sorts of other things to you. But then after a while, you know, as long as you're, um, starting to fade into the background, then you can start capturing those images of what you want. And a lot of times they can go off into another room. You're like, ah, man, 
so you'll throw something out to get their attention and uh same thing for dogs and cats you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> children <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if i think about a lot of the pet pictures i have i mean a lot of them i would say 99 percent of them honestly are probably shot from um you know, the, the point of view of the animal. So, you know, down low on the ground, um, instead of looking down at, at, you know, the cat or whatever. Yeah. The other thing you can do is find like, especially for dogs, you know, find their favorite toy. Uh, if it's in your hand and it's something that's usually thrown, they may just like, all of a sudden they're like ready. And they're at attention. They may not be oh, know, yeah. holding their tongue out mm-hmm. like they're panting or they're like, oh, something's about to happen. We're, uh, we're going to have fun. Uh, you know, so you can use that sparingly or have somebody else like the owner, um, you know, stand next to you and uh, do that. It's like with, with kids. I, I guess this should be considered pet and kid photography. Um you know, with kids, you, you can have the mom or dad just standing next to you making faces, trying to get that smile. Um, and I imagine the same thing can, can happen with uh, with the owners. I don't know. I'm not a pet photographer, but uh, I've, seen, I've seen some on the Internet. Um, well, um, you know, you talk about it being similar to kid photography. I mean, a lot of the same techniques – uh, apply, I guess, um, you know, with kids, especially, you know, small kids, babies and toddlers and stuff, you know, they're not exactly the most cooperative. Um, <laughs> so there, there are things that you can do, you know, whether it's a, a young kid or an animal to kind of maybe bump up your success rate, you know, of getting yeah. a, a good shot. And some of those things are just made a little bit easier with, uh, with the iPhone in, in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. um, I think like one good thing that you could do is to shoot like in burst mode, mm-hmm. you know, where you're yeah. basically just yeah. holding your finger on the shutter button and it's just rapidly taking pictures. And then, you know, you're able to go back in and kind of, you know, select the, the shots that captured, you know, what you were trying to get and, you know, delete the rest of them or whatever you want to do. So, um, that's like a great way to get like some action pictures. Um, you know, like if you, I don't know, or at the dog park or something and the dog is like leaping to get a ball or a frisbee or something like that. I mean, that'd be a cool way to, uh, capture that. Plus you, you know, you'd have that whole sequence of, uh, images. You can make like a gif out of it or something like that. And that would be, uh, pretty cool. And then, uh, Another thing that's similar to that that I kind of always forget about is to just shoot a live photo. Oh, yeah. Because, um, you know, you could always go back in and, yeah. um, you know, just select a frame of it. Yeah, that's always a big help. I, I know when, like, um, we had our, we took our dogs in for their yearly checkup this past Monday and just try and get pictures of them while we're waiting um, partially just to distract them so we would have something to do or in the back. Um, it's really hard to get that, especially, you know, we have two young dogs and they're generally hyper anyway. 
and they're in a new situation with all these new smells and new people, and she has, they just want to play and have fun with everyone, and they're just moving around. You try to get that – if you try to wait for that shot, it's just not going to work. But yeah. the live photo, you can say, okay, I can back up a little bit, and oh, even though they – the you know during the live photo, what it picks is actually – it does a pretty good job about picking the the one that the photo the, or I should say the frame out of the live photo that actually looks still and actually the you know the animals looking in the correct direction. But there was a couple of them I took that I was able to move around a little bit and get a little bit better of a shot and a better of an angle. Very yeah. I've done that with my own photography, especially if I'm. Uh, I have four children, and so the the likelihoods that all four of them are actually paying attention or smiling at the right time can be um, a little challenging. But uh, I've gone through and have used the live photos to change the uh, featured image of the three seconds to... Uh, to one that I liked, and so I like that feature. I like being able to to do that. Now there is something in Camera Plus that is an action mode, also. That will, when you take one photo, it'll take kind of multiple photos and try to take the best one out of it. So that's also something you know. If there's different camera apps you can try that are set for action, um, that a lot of times will work, or even if you want to try doing a video and taking a shot, you know, taking a, um, a freeze frame from a video and either doing it as a screenshot or using the little shutter button when you're taking a video to try to get, you know, something midstream that would, that's sometimes also something to try. What was that? Okay. That was me trying to, that was me trying, and I did not hit the down volume button enough. Oh, that's your own image? Yeah, that's my own image where <laughs> I actually, earlier tonight, I was trying to get Leo um, doing a mid-jump, doing a slow, using yeah. the slow, um, not slow shutter, but the um, slow motion video. Yes. Oh. And I was trying to get the video up to see how, if I try to, you know, stop it midway, what kind of and actually it well one thing is if you're doing a video let's say on an iphone this is something i forgot about and you actually pause the video because there's like one frame here which is absolutely it's like him midair that would look like a really good action shot and unfortunately apple puts the giant play button in the middle of the photo yes so, by the way, Apple, in the off chance someone actually, you know, at Apple's team listens to us, not that we're not good, but, you know, can you guys work on, like, the, the volume and the play pause buttons here to make it a little bit easier for everyone else? It's just a bit of a pain. But if you hold your thumb down, if, let's say, you're doing a video and there was, like, one frame out of the video that's, like, that you would want to do a screenshot for. If you had, as long as you had your thumb down below where you can kind of scroll, that button is not the uh, pause. The pause play thing is not on screen, so you could actually do a screenshot at the same time. And 
and two, it, let's say you pause it where you want it, and you tap the screen, it'll go away. Oh, will it? Okay. And then you can do a um, a screen capture. Oh, you're right. And then you get black and white tops and bottom. Yeah. So, yep, you can, there, there are different ways of doing that. Yeah. Um, I, I do like the, um, I do like the fact that you can, uh, do burst mode and a lot of these, uh, uh, using the live photos to go through and find, Mm -hmm. uh, the images. Uh, but it, it, you know, sometimes, in order to perfect a craft, you have to practice, 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 yeah. and and put yourself in opportunities to be able to make mistakes, learn from the mistakes, and then become better at what you want to do. So I, I say if you want to be a pet photographer, a child, phot- any type of photographer, just practice. Just go up and, yeah. and bomb. You know, that's part of part of getting better and you'll see people that have these amazing images and you're like oh i love their work they do such great jobs and mine stinks well believe me there's a lot of images that they have that stink so but the the thing is they don't show you that they don't say hey look at this garbage i have over here isn't that beautiful you know they're they're not posting those things for everybody to see so just remember that, you know, unless there's some sort of a, I don't know, genius, um, yeah. most people don't have the best images starting off. It takes time, no. it takes practice, and it takes having an eye. Yeah, and, and that's one thing you always hear, like, if you hear, like, a behind-the-scenes, and you, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm a professional photographer. How, how many photos do you take? Oh, I take, like, 10,000, I took around 10,000 photos, and... I like four of them. Yeah. Well, and, and, I mean, that's extreme, but yeah. Right. But, but I mean, if someone's going like, you know, paying a lot of money for someone to go on location to, you know, they'll just take, 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 take. But you, like you said, you only see the final, oh, right. here's the magazine that came out with, you know, four or five images. Right. And then you ask the photographer, oh, yeah, I took thousands. I'm like, And of course, you don't think. You don't see the behind the scenes. Right. And also, I would say if you're taking photos with an animal, just make sure the animal's used to you. Yeah. You know, if it's a matter of if and also if you're if you get excited, if you're like, oh, that is a great shot. I'm going to take that shot. That's so excited. They will feed off of that. Or as you say, most of them will feed off of that. (laughs) Some of them you don't need to get excited. They're oh, already no. excited. <laughs> no, some, some, some just look at you and you go, they, they're like, you're looking at me. Are you going to do something? I don't care. I'm going to do something right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, being familiar with the animals and also bring your phone out and pretend you're taking photos of the animal beforehand. Yep. Because the minute they, like I said, I, I don't do that enough. So I get my phone out and I point it at them or I'm just kind of holding it up. And they see me doing it. They're like, oh, he's going to take a photo or he's doing something or oh, what is that thing? I'm going to pay attention to it. And they come and all of a sudden you got pictures of their nose, uh, blurry pictures of the nose coming up to the lens. Right. <laughs> oh, Matt, just uh, just so that you don't think I'm totally crazy. Um, 
in the comments of your uh, cat picture, uh, Linda Levy had posted the image of, of up close of the nose and mouth of her cat. So I didn't realize it was oh, okay. hers. That makes so I'm not totally okay. crazy. I'm just like... I would never say that out loud. <laughs> I'm about to say out loud. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, anything else on that subject? No. Like I said, I, I agree with it. The biggest thing is just take tons of photos and enjoy spending time with the animals. Yep. Good deal. Well, awesome image, Matt. I, uh, you know, it's amazing. Those, those green eyes with the, uh, white fur, it just, uh, really pops. And, uh, thanks. So, good job. Well, I'll, I'll let, I'll let her know you said that. She'll yeah, be happy. Poor thing. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and move into our post pick of the week. All right. Well, this week it is my turn to pick, and uh, I chose an image called the stool. And uh, <laughs> uh, Matt Devore had posted an image on Instagram using the hashtag Tiny Shutter, and it's of a stool that is sitting in a room with some pretty cool lighting and some effects. So there's. Uh, I love the contrasts. It's a black and white, and um, he has the, ac- the hashtag shot on iPhone also. So I wonder if that's part of uh, uh, he's trying to get into the um, Apple shot on iPhone uh, con- contest. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I like it. It's um, a stool. <laughs> 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 Dave, what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> but no, I do. I know I say this. It, it is well lit, which is at least, you know, that's a hard thing to do when you have, it looks like it's a stage, it's on stage lighting. Yeah. Uh, so it's really harsh light coming from the left. And you're no, you do not have that heart of a shadow where you have that really deep shadow, which could kind of distract and lose focus on. Um, it, it is being a wood stool, you got the grain there. So the lights aren't overblown enough. You can't tell what's going on. Um, and it is a nice black and white image. And I'm, I think there's something on the left side, which is just barely there. I don't know if it's like stacked tables that you're back in the shadows. Oh yeah. Just, uh, yeah, barely. But you know, it's 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 it, it adds just a little something on the other side and says this being the the curtains in the background. But yeah, very cool, Matt. Um, yeah, it is a stool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the the thing that um kind of makes you stop and and pay more attention to this picture is the lighting. Yeah without a doubt and it's um it's just very uh it's a very pleasing lighting and um you know even even the there to me there's enough contrast in the picture but even the parts that are in shadow still have a lot of detail yeah um so yeah i mean it's 
it's a stool, but it's a very <laughs> well lit stool. Yes. No, I, I, the lighting is is a huge effect, um, a contributor to the image. Uh, the the lights coming from above and the actually the bottom part, the under part of the stool is being lit by the floor uh, with the reflection of the light, and mm-hmm. so with the with the curtains and everything out of the light in the background, it's dark. And so it adds to the, it adds to the uh, contrast between the background. Uh, But as you go down that, that uh, contrast starts to change with the uh, floor being lit up. And so it is a, uh, the stool is in the, the rule of thirds and uh, there is some, um, uh, not empty space. What's it called? Um, not void. Negative space. Negative space. Thank yeah. you. Um, and so, uh, and then with angles and leading lines and all that, I I, I think it's a very compelling uh, image. So, congratulations, Matt. You are our post pick of the week winner. If you would like to be chosen as post pick of the week, you have two options. You can do what Matt did and go on to Instagram and use the hashtag tiny shutter. The other is to you is to go on to Facebook uh, where we have our, um, our weekly fo- our weekly photo challenge, which is colors and is it colors and contrast or no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Colors yeah, and contrast. colors, colors and contrast. Yeah. <clears throat> Yes. How's that going? It's going really well. Uh, lots of good, lots of great submissions. I think we're right around fifty photos submitted so far. Awesome. Halfway through, uh, well, eighty-five comments, but um, a lot of the comments are comments on the photos, so not just straight photos themselves. Yeah. Yeah, but lots of good comments and uh, photos where you get that nice. Not only a very colorful, bright photo, but different colors playing off each other. Nice. Very good. So, yeah, you have two options. Instagram, make sure you use the hashtag TinyShutter. And uh, Facebook for our weekly photo challenge. All right. Well, cool. Uh, We wanted to change the format up just a little bit. We're going to see how this goes. And uh, now we're going to see kind of what we've been up to. So, uh, Dave, let's start with you. What what have you been up to lately? Sure. Um, This will be, like I said, a new format. So uh, having to change my thought pattern a little bit here. (laughs) So hard shift, hard shift. Yes. Uh, I did do something yesterday where i got a chance to go for a nice little uh walk at lunch around a wooded trail um and it it we're still in what i consider i know matt you call it stick season this to me is the the pre- at least for our local area around pittsburgh the depressing end of stick season <laughs> well compared to the fall stick season because at least you know, when you're dealing with, the leaves, let's say, no, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, November, the leaves may be off the trees, but at least they're colorful on the ground um, versus February and March, where we still have at least another month, month and a half before start, things start turning green. Yeah. 
around here. So, but I was able to get some pretty decent things. Also, uh, one thing I did try to do, and I posted this on the group and on Instagram, was take one photo where, honestly, the only thing that was kind of interesting on the photo was the one branch was kind of half down to make a little bit of an arc around the path. And I tried a couple different um, editing softwares that I haven't tried for a while. So I tried uh, the Art Card app, um, A-R-T-C-A-R-D, and the Microsoft Pix app yes. uh, for the various editing there. And I tried to do a little something also in um, uh, manually do something in um, com- combining in light and Snapseed to get, get different feels for it. And it thought it turned out pretty good. I like the art card. Um, I think that turned out the best of the ones I was trying to do. Is that is um, that like a, a magenta um, colored app with looks like a? Uh, let's see here. Is it where you can yeah, paint? and it looks like a, a postcard on it. Yes. Okay. That's coming off. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't give you a lot of editing features in terms of fine-tuning an image. So a lot of it is you take your image and you use their kind of built-in filters. But they do have some kind of interesting filters. And filters, like, it does give you a little bit of a an option to kind of give it a little extra splash or not with color. Um, so it kind of, you got double filters there. But other than putting the filter on there uh it's pretty much do the filter um it it, the the app is free but it does put a watermark on it so if you want to get rid of the watermark you can pay money or if you're just Uh, happy with how it looks you can go with it that way uh and where the other their way they they would get money at being a free app is you can actually get a, a send a postcard okay so you can actually, you know, get a postcard sent out, put someone's address in, and actually have it sent out from their service. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to get the information here while it looks like the price of the postcard, worldwide shipping included, which is it's nice that it's covered that way. Uh, it's two dollars each. Okay. So, so is and then the second app you said was the Microsoft Pix. Yeah, the Pix app, P I X. Okay. And it, again, has kind of the built-in editing where it's kind of throw filter on it and we don't give you a lot of fine-tuning with the filter. Um, but really, the strength of the Pix app is more of if you take a photo of a document, it'll actually uh, act as an OCR um, scanner and actually extract content that way. Nice. Or if you're taking a picture of a whiteboard or of a photo, it'll actually – crop out and get the right image on there. That's sort but, of like so, the, yeah. the same thing that the Microsoft, we get it correct. Um, mm-hmm. Office lens. Yes. Does that. Yeah. It's very similar to that. Very similar. In fact, I did probably kind of one of those things where it's the same technology and they just decided to put it in both things for whatever reason. Yeah. I think it's also one of those things, unfortunately, that I don't believe it's been updated for a while. 
So it may be something they tried out in a couple different locations, just not updating right now. Hmm. Cool. But I also know that Microsoft tends to put something out, try a feature in it, and then realize, oh, we have another product which duplicates it 80%. And so we'll just not use this old product. and We'll just push everyone to the new product. But at least they're keeping it out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, cool. Oh, yeah. uh, Matt, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, no. Cat. <laughs> hold, hold on one second. <laughs> uh, you need to uh, unplug your microphone and then plug it back in again. Mm. How about now? That oh, sounds good. perfect. Anyway, I said I'm good. I took a picture of a cat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do, let's see. I did that. Um, I went out over the weekend um, and did a bunch more photography with the uh, slow shutter, or not slow shutter, oh my goodness, uh, Spectre. Although I, I did use slow shutter cam too, but uh, the whole point was to <laughs> <laughs> the whole point was to use um, the Spectre app a little bit more. So there's a uh, place not too far away from me that's got like a couple waterfalls. It's probably one of my favorite places that's relatively local to to go and do some photography. So I took my son with me, and we kind of went on this little adventure, and um, it was a lot of fun. Got a, a bunch of cool shots. So I, I actually shot with both um, Spectre and slow shutter cam because I kind of wanted to see, all right, like which, not really like which do I like better from like a user interface standpoint, but what which one of these apps has given me what I think is a better result. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm going to be honest, I, I really expected it to just be slow shutter cam since there's like a heck of a lot more control over the shutter speed and and everything like that. And maybe if I had spent like a little bit more time, um, it's like hard to be like really uh, finicky and like scientific about it when you're trying to make sure that a five-year-old's not like going to walk off a cliff or something. <laughs> um, but uh Basically, all the the shots that that I really like, especially like the, it's really comes down to the way the water looks, right? So, um, I had like a really hard time with the slow shutter cam app not blowing out the water, right. and in the Spectre app, it just looks like a lot better. So, um, most of the shots that I took, I, I just like the Spectre ones a lot better. I did use a tripod for almost all the pictures. Um, there was one shot that I think I might post it on Instagram or something. I shared it with you guys in our private little chat or whatever that I did shoot handheld three seconds. And, uh, I was really impressed with like how sharp everything was. So, uh, Spectre's a pretty darn cool app. And then, uh, I don't know, the only other like iPhone photography sort of stuff I've been doing lately is um, trying to put together a, a video. 
So if you've been listening for a while, you know video is not really my thing. Uh, it's really kind of a pain in the butt. And this video <laughs> that I'm putting together is no exception to that, to be honest with you. Um, I went out over the weekend again with my son. We went to some ball fields near where we live to shoot off his model rocket. And so I got all these video clips or whatever, and you know I want to put them together into a, a little video. So I did that in iMovie, and um, you know got everything trimmed down. And uh, I, I actually found uh, an app today. Um, it is called Intro Intro Mate, and you can. It's got basically these all these little templates, and you can make like these. I don't know, somewhat professional looking like video intros. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like a different effects or whatever. And then like maybe the title of your video or something comes flying in or whatever. And so, um, so I did that and, and it looks pretty cool. And, you know, I had my son was there, like kind of, I let him sort of pick, you know, the, the template and um, we kind of, collaborated on like what color it should be and all that nice. stuff. And, and that was fun working on that. And, um, so now, uh, the very last clip in this video is basically, uh, a somewhat close up shot of the, the rocket taking off from the little launch pad thing. And I shot it in slow-mo and it looks pretty darn cool in slow-mo. And, um, but the sound when you shoot slow-mo yeah. is really, really weird. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't like the way it sounds. So I thought, okay, I just want to get rid of the sound in this clip. And I'll just get um, like a rocket launch sound effect and put that <laughs> in. Um, so, I, so I managed to get that done like right before we – well, pretty much as we were starting to record this podcast. And now I have like – one last thing that I need to do, uh, it's like a text-related thing. But I need to do it in like another app. And Great. then finally, this stupid video will be done. <laughs> but it's like, you know, the video is going to be like, I don't know, It's I think it's just under two and a half minutes long. Nice. And it took me like two and a half hours to make the darn thing. Yep. That's why I don't shoot video that much. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> yeah, who has that kind of time and patience? Only, only really, really talented people do. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, uh, it, it is a little bit fun. It is fun playing with all these apps, and and um, it's actually kind of fun, you know, uh, kind of doing it with my son and sort of getting him involved in it. And he's asking me a lot of questions about like. You know, how did it do that? And what did you do there? And, you know, we're like changing the the way the transitions look. And um, he was starting to figure out like when I needed to trim a, a video clip because I'd be watching it and he'd be like, oh, you should trim that one. And I'm like, well, actually, yes, I should. <laughs> There's a, a lot of wow. a lot of stuff in here that is not really needed for our video. So, yeah, I should. So it's fun. You know, something to something to do together, and um, it's almost like we kind of did it from beginning to end yeah. together. So it's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, ha- you know, getting your kids involved and 
you know, being able to kind of get them thinking in that uh, sort of frame of mind, I think will be interesting to see what happens when he does pick up his own camera and starts uh, practicing what he's been doing with you. And uh, who knows, you know, he's like, Oh man, my dad inspired me to do videos. And I'm like, yeah, I suck at videos or something like that. You know? <laughs> but you know, we want our children to do better than what we can do. And uh, so that's awesome. Way to go, Joe. <laughs> right on. Oh, very cool. Well, I uh, I went to Ohio last week. That's why I wasn't on the show. And I had a national uh, conference uh, for uh, the Royal Rangers, and it was held in Dayton, Ohio. And so we drove up there. And uh, while I was there, I got to go to the Air Force Museum in Dayton. And it is, if it, some of you guys are thinking, wow, you did that in one day. Um, if you ever go there, um, you know, don't, you know, don't feel too bad if you don't get to see everything in detail in one day. Or if you do, plan on being there almost all day, but you'll be tired. <laughs> There's a lot of walking around. Um, it was really awesome. Uh, they actually have two of the uh, SR-71 Blackbirds in there. And uh, oh. I know, yeah, uh, they have a, a B-2 bomber. It's the, it's the stealth bomber that, you know, doesn't have the traditional uh, stabilizer tail fins that normal airplanes do. You were going to say something, Matt? Um, yeah, for a second, I was thinking, is that the one that looks like a boomerang, but that's not the yes. B2? That's oh, it. it is? Yep. Okay. That's the it. flying wing. Yeah, the, the flying, flying wing. It is uh, amazing uh, in its design, but it's also interesting because I thought it was much bigger than what it actually is. Um, but uh, that being said, it was... A whole lot bigger than the Blackbird, which I thought was a pretty large aircraft also. There were, I mean, there were aircraft in there ranging from the, you know, just after the Wright brothers took off until today. Uh, there, it is huge. This uh, facility, I believe they have three different, um, basically, hangars that have uh all these aircraft in and and there's and they're split in half sometimes between um eras and so they try to they try to arrange it in a way where you you're not just walking through and seeing um you know a mismatch uh bunch of aircraft but it was really cool some of the hangars were better lit than others it was you know for some of them, the lighting was uh, dark, but it, it added to the mood. It was hard to hard to photograph, but it was a. Um, I don't know if I would have liked it better if it was just really really bright in there. Um, I you know I got to go on to uh, JFK's Air Force One, 
which mm. you basically have to walk sideways through almost uh, because it's been plexiglassed off uh, yeah. as you walk in there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, just some aircraft that you never thought you'd see in real life there is there. And, you know, I've been to Dulles and to uh, the Smithsonian um where the rest of the museums are, but Dulles has, uh, is part of the Smithsonian and they have aircraft in there. Like they have the space shuttle, um, another SR 71 blackbird in there. Uh, and you know, I thought that was pretty big, but this one is actually a very large, uh, museum with, with aircraft in it. And it was, I, if you, happen to go through the Cincinnati area and go up to Dayton, I'd say stop by and take a look. It is very cool. Um, and, and probably take somebody who likes uh, looking at that type of stuff too, because if your spouse or, uh, or other relatives have absolutely no desire to see it, it you may be there for a short period of time. <laughs> But uh, yeah, when you, you when you're mentioning that, um, I could see because it's a. I was just looking into it. It's around a four hour drive for me. Yeah, like four and a quarter hour each way. Yeah. So yeah, I could say, hey, hun, I want to what take this five hour drive. We'll go out. Yes. We'll spend around ten hours at the at the museum and drive yes. home that long. Yeah. <laughs> you're up for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, there. Uh, if if somebody has a hard time, just walking in general uh they do have i think you can rent those scooters or type uh type things but it's it's not for the you know it's not for people that have health issues you know they can go uh you can probably rent a scooter but it's not a uh um it's not an easy thing for somebody just to walk around in but uh so yeah i did that i took i took a ton of images and I posted a, co- a few on Instagram. I'll probably post some more on. Um, I'll probably post some more on uh, Facebook too. So I'll have. Uh, um, I'll have more for everybody to see. But it, I kind of nerded out with uh, with that whole museum, and uh, I, we're going to be back there next year. Uh, for the same conference so we'll we'll mm. most likely be going there again and i think there was a, a, another museum in dayton too so we may be going to two of them so we'll see how close did it how close did it let you get to the blackbird i could basically touch it oh but they have signs saying do not touch mm. yeah um <laughs> Yeah, I say the Blackbird was one of those planes that you're. I hate to say revere a plane, right? But you're ju- you're just in awe of the. The the engineering behind it. Yeah, and knowing that it was built, pretty much in the mid '60s, yes. and it was retired just because it got too expensive and satellites were doing a good enough job, but there was no. That we know of, <clears throat> I'll say that, that we know of, playing that could actually top what it could do. Yeah. It is still amazing. I'm, I'm going to post 
in our messenger one of the one of the images and right next to it is the um i think i think i did that correctly yeah so uh i just i just posted uh the picture in our messenger and right next to it the much larger aircraft is the bomber um that i was oh, okay about. yeah on the on the side okay yeah the bomber yeah. you can walk underneath basically Wow. And I, I could actually reach up and touch it, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't want to get kicked out. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that that was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I had a good trip and I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm back. So. Mm. All right. Well, one one last thing, and this is just sure. me geeking out over aircraft. If you want to hear something hilarious, or at least, okay, I find it funny. I can I can almost see Ruth looking at me saying, sure, you find it funny. I, but whether anyone else finds it funny, that's different. <laughs> look look for, and there, there's the audios on YouTube, I found it, uh, Blackbird Speed Check. Oh, yes, I've heard that one. Yes. It it is definitely and like I said it's it's all audio. There's no visual, but it is, at least it's one upmanship to the yes. nth degree, and it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, sometimes you now was it an actual recording or was it somebody else's it was, interpretation? It was a recording of the pilot right. talking about it. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, because yeah. I would have loved to have heard the actual oh. recording which i'm assuming is clat would be classified somehow because not if it uh, was uh not if it well, was that's over, true yeah it was over uh, the air actually, but yeah. someone would actually had to record it and then release the recording and yeah that would that would have been great to hear <laughs> yeah so a, a few of the aircraft that i absolutely enjoyed seeing um one of them was the p-51 mustang um the P-38 Lightning, those are World War, War, World War II aircraft. Those are awesome. Um, the F-86 uh, Sabre, which was a Korean War aircraft, and they, mm. had, they had some MiGs in there, the MiG-15 and the, mm. the um, F-86 were rivals. Uh, they had those two next to each other. And then modern aircraft... Um, they had an F-22, which is the sort of the current okay. Air Force. Um, yeah. The F-15 is still the main, but they have F-22s now. And then um, they had the rival to it, which was the YF-23, uh, mm. which I was like, oh, my word, there's an actual YF-23 in this building. Mm -hmm. People are probably tuning out now, but, um, <laughs> you know, as we geek out. Uh, those and it's amazing because these aircraft, which are being flown today, were developed 30 years ago, yeah, or longer. And we don't realize how long it takes for these aircraft to become the the actual um, workhorse of the of the Air Force or the Navy or anything like that. So. A lot of time and effort to put into these aircraft throughout the years before they actually get used. So cool. All right. Well, uh, 
I think we have ourselves a show. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to bring up? Nope. Good here. All right. Well, let me go ahead and play this. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Barely. All right. Uh, see here, Matt, tell everybody where they can find you. All right. You can check me out on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Flickr, and the artful iPhoneography community at M Hoffman Photo. Awesome. Dave. Yep, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as ProfPod in the group in um, as Dave Podner. And this week, if you happen to like uh, big sweaty men grappling with each other in their underwear, otherwise known as pro wrestling, I was on the um, Wrestling Mayhem show um, as, as a guest talking pro wrestling this week for awesome. if you wanted to hear something different. You weren't sweaty and in your underwear. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, it is a video show, so there is a video. So you can actually see the setup there. So you can nice. see if I actually was in underwear or not. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at Joseph Ferreira. You can find links to our show notes, to our YouTube channel, to our Facebook group, and uh, just started today, Mark has posted a uh, link for you to sign up for a newsletter we're going to be sending out. So if you go to HTTPS tiny letter.com forward slash tiny shutter, you can sign up for that newsletter. And uh, I think that is it. We still have our weekly photo challenge going, so don't hesitate to go onto Facebook and uh, post an image uh, and check things out. And uh, I think that's it. So, all right, gentlemen, why don't you say good night? Good night, everybody. Bye bye. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five star rating. See you next week. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, flaming disaster. And the other 5%? Irrelevant, sir. I, I, I thought you were dead. Oh, no. I told you. Well, I fibbed a little bit, but don't be mad. Remember, it's better to tell the truth. And that's no lie. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! I'm getting tingly!